You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Garden Report. My name is Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Jimothy Tuscano. I got some energy tonight because the Celtics pulled off a nice victory with a big finish. They win 116-108 to over the Philadelphia 76ers. We are brought to you by Blue Apron. For three free meals and free shipping, go to blueapron.com slash garden report and become a master chef in your own kitchen. And speaking of a master chef tonight, Marcus Smart cooking cooking up up dope in the crock pot, as I was just saying before we went on here. He was the Migo tonight. Tonight. He was incredible from all over the floor. Yes. Oh, Marcus Smart. We're just going to get right into Marcus Smart right now. Defense, offense, all over the place. This guy knows it. You know it. I know Those it. Those guys know it. <laughs> I got to say this about Marcus Smart right off the bat. He is a player that every contending team needs. Every like great team needs a guy like Marcus Smart. The guy that's going to do it all on both ends. He's going to come off the bench whether he's starting. He has that energy. He has that sort of that tenacity contagious defensive effort that kind of gets the guys fired up a guy like that on a contending team takes you from a very good team to a great team well, you know i asked tj mcconnell about how he felt he went things went tonight as somebody who's made a lot of progress and he said that he feels like he's made a lot of progress tonight until he went up against marcus smart and he said he felt like he <laughs> took a step back in his career tonight wow. which i had to tell him no it's okay he had a bad kinda, night it sad. was really strong but yeah he that's a tough play I right mean, home. They, Marcus beat the crap out of them at the end of that game. They, he was yeah. mean mugging people. He's pickpocketing people. He ends up with eight steals, joining Larry Bird, Rajon Rondo, and Paul Pierce as the only players in Celtics history to have eight steals in a game. It's a pretty good company it was right the there. Most, or he, Rondo did it like 11 years ago or something, mm-hmm. something crazy like that. So it's been a while. And, I mean, obviously we know that Marcus's defensive impact is great. But it hasn't been as good throughout the year until really as of late, where their defense has really picked up, even with Avery being out. Brad, after the game, said that a big part of it was that after the ankle sprain at the beginning of the year, it did take him a little while. And the difference is that he just has more explosiveness now. And you can see it. The way that he's able to jump up to guys 30 feet from the rim, get you know, puff at his chest, get right into their shorts, and pickpocket them, he's able to do it better now than he was earlier in the year. He's like a bully out there. You know, he's a, he's a very like you know stocky guy he, he's definitely stronger than a lot of the guys he's going up against the one knock i've always had on marcus smart is that sometimes he uses his his energy negatively he kind of caught the best of him sometimes and it would turn into poor decisions on either end of the court whether it was a uh frustration foul or whether it was a bad shot just a hurried shot i haven't been seeing that much at all over the past two three weeks and i know he said after the game today that this is the most comfortable he's ever felt as a player, and I think a lot of that has to do with he's just maturing on the basketball court. He's becoming more confident in his game. He's not getting too low when he should. And I also think that his teammates 
are trusting him a lot more and they're not getting frustrated with him like you maybe saw at points last season you would see them kind of going back and forth whether it was him and Crowder him and him and Thomas I mean it's still they you know it's all love at the end of the day but on the court you would see that frustration I haven't seen that much at all either and, and that's a lot to do with the fact that they're winning as well I mean tonight they went to him for that big three to really close out the game so obviously yeah. they're trusting He's hitting his shot big, big threes these days too. I mean, his, his three-point percentage is up almost I think over five points from last year it couldn't have got much lower obviously but he has improved significantly in that department and Brett Brown said after the game that he feels his shot smart shot has clearly improved he's uh, Brown said that smart is actually the person that they're really studying I mean not the only one obviously because right. he said Isaiah is an elite player also said the Celtics are clearly an elite team and one of the four or five best teams in basketball although I guess that's not really news if you read all the power rankings out there, which if you I guess Brett Brown reads all the power rankings yeah, out there. Big power rankings but, guy. But he said that Smart <laughs> is, he's really impressed by Smart. The Smart was someone that they really study going into the draft, someone that the Sixers continue to study as someone that is really a model for, as Stevens likes to put it, someone who affects winning. And yeah. I know a lot of people were saying when Smart had that steal that led to the fast break for Jay Crowder at the finish, which really kind of gave them control of the game, I saw my Twitter feed line up with, Affects winning. Affects winning. Affects this winning. is what Stevens means when he affects winning. He he's the guy that turns things around for them, yeah. and he did it so well tonight. Obviously, it's the Sixers who. I mean, T.J. McConnell said it the other night after their after they had a really big win that you know people sleep on them and they're not going to be slept on and they're going to fight tooth and nail. We saw them fight tooth and nail, but the big issue is that this is something that Dario Saric told me, something that McConnell told me after the game is that in the last few minutes when they're going up against the Celtics, the Celtics can ratchet up to another level. Right. And that's when teams talk about we need to play all 48 minutes. You're seeing the Celtics. We don't hear Steven say that nearly as much this year as he did last year. It happens from time to time. Right. Um, I mean, tonight he talked about how they started on central time zone and they showed up an hour late, yeah. at least emotionally, to the game. And you knew that because <laughs> he called the timeout after three defensive possessions into yeah. it. It was just one of those nights. But the Celtics showed tonight that they can go up against a lesser team, turn it on, get into fifth gear and really kind of just stampede them away. Yeah, they kind of had to take it they you had to take it to a little bit of a playoff level for a few minutes. I mean, it's it's the Sixers. You don't have to maintain that level of play for 48, but when you get to the playoffs, you do. So to see them be able to take it to that next level and really, you know, put the foot, you know, on their neck there after the Sixers took the lead, you know, made that little run in the fourth quarter, um, Isaiah Thomas wasn't hitting those those shots that he normally hits, but what was he doing? He was adjusting. He was driving into the lane. He was still doing his thing, getting to the hoop, getting to the line. He made he made do with what he what was working for him. And when the shot wasn't falling, he would dish it. Marcus Smart, smart. He stepped up. Guys, Jay Crowder had a really good fourth quarter. I think he led the team in plus minus that quarter. So guys stepped up when they needed to. And sometimes this season, when Isaiah Thomas isn't hot, guys haven't been. So it was good to see guys like Smart and Crowder and those guys, you know, fill in the gap. Before we go, want to thank a sponsor of ours, Indochino. I finally got my Indochino suit. It looks sharp, bro. Here. It looks sharp. It fits me really well. You got my, the pocket square from them as well. Got the little pocket square from Indochino. So thanks for that, guys. Even got the still got the Jared Indochino swag in there. My favorite part, oh, you though, didn't even, you didn't even take it out of the wrapper. Look at you. It's the inside. It's the the psychedelic swirl wow. inside. Did you do that? Got the huh? Indochino tag right there, and they even made it custom made for Sir. Jared Weiss, because yeah. we all know that I was knighted back in the 1980s. Yeah, you well, didn't tell well them. You didn't tell them that, sir. They just did that. They just did that. They just obviously. did that. Yeah. So, mad respect from from one legend to another. Matter of respect to uh, Indochino. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that this is the final product. 
It looks good. It looks good. It I looks really good. and I'm really happy about it. And it's really soft and comfy. A lot of work really in the factories, quality. but it was worth the wait. I'll tell you, it they was worth the wait. they got it done. They got it done. So we'll be right back for part two. We're going to get ready for the All Star break, and then we're going to say goodbye for a week. This is the Garden Report. We'll say see powered you later. by Blue Apron. We're just saying see you later, see you later. Asa luego, not Asa forever, which is not how you say. I I don't know goodbye that forever yeah. in uh, Spanish. That's all right. Okay, we'll be right back on the Garden Report. Hey, this is Jared Weiss from The Garden Report, and our opening segment is powered by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. The Blue Apron mission is to make awesome home cooking accessible to everyone. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They even abide by a standard that was set with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch to make sure that their seafood is sourced sustainably. And now cooking together builds strong family bonds and it also makes for a fun night with friends. Now that I mention it, I've noticed that my friends just so happen to be in my area around dinner time these days, and that's okay because for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals that even a rookie chef like me just can't mess up. And folks, I don't know about you, but my New Year's resolution was to stop wasting money out at restaurants and spend more time cooking fresh food in my own kitchen, and that's what I love about Blue Apron. So check out this month's menu, which has cashew chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice, which is my go-to. Or you can try what my producer Jeremy told me is amazing, the crispy barramundi, if I even said that right, with quinoa and roasted carrot salad, or just try the udon noodle soup with miso and soft boiled eggs you can get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash garden report you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with blue apron so don't wait that is blueapron.com slash garden report blue apron a better way to cook Hey, this is Jared Weiss from The Garden Report, and our opening segment is powered by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. The Blue Apron mission is to make awesome home cooking accessible to everyone. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They even abide by a standard that was set with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch to make sure that their seafood is sourced sustainably. And now cooking together builds strong family bonds and it also makes for a fun night with friends. Now that I mention it, I've noticed that my friends just so happen to be in my area around dinner time these days, and that's okay because for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals that even a rookie chef like me just can't mess up. And folks, I don't know about you, but my New Year's resolution was to stop wasting money out at restaurants and spend more time cooking fresh food in my own kitchen, and that's what I love about Blue Apron. So check out this month's menu, which has cashew chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice, which is my go-to. Or you can try what my producer Jeremy told me is amazing, the crispy barramundi, if I even said that right, with quinoa and roasted carrot salad, or just try the udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. You can get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash garden report. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That is blueapron.com slash garden report. Blue Apron, a better way to cook.
Welcome back to part two of the Garden Report, powered by... ZipRecruiter! Nice zippity right there. Zippity-doo-dah. ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan, one word. Obviously, it's a URL. And Use you it. will Hire people, fire people, use it again, hire more people. So keep hiring people by posting your job using ZipRecruiter. You will post it to over 200 job boards using all the social medias available to you. You will use social media that I didn't even know existed. Do you like Tinder? Friend, It'll friend, use every type of Tinder Friendster imaginable. Friendster still a thing? Friendster's probably still a thing. It'll use MySpace, Facebook. It'll use LinkedIn. It'll use Monster. Snap Indeed, face. every single place, especially Snapface, where Bill Belichick hires all of his coaches. Now, let's <laughs> talk about a guy that got hired today by the NBA to play for Brad Stevens on the Eastern Conference All-Star team, and that is Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Now, obviously, Drama. Carmelo Anthony does not make a lot of sense as an All-Star pick if you're doing it on the merit of deserving to be an All-Star because well, his on. team is in complete turmoil because they're desperately trying to work it out so that they can trade him because he isn't playing well and he doesn't fit for that team. Not really my definition of an okay. All-Star. Now, the concern was... So you have to pick a big because he's replacing Kevin Love. So I feel like Christoph Porzingis would have made a lot more sense if they were picking a big and it had to be a guy from New York. Okay, so you're off the guard. You're off the guard train, which I'm happy about because as as Bradley Beal. as smart as Brad Bradley Stevens Beal. is as a coach, I don't think he can start a team of six foot two guys and under and go against you know Anthony Davis, Demarcus Cousins, and whoever else it might be in the West. So it's mellow. Oh! <laughs> I was going to come Marcus Smart and steal the money. We, we have the man bun insider right here. And I just got to say, the article that Forsberg wrote today, or a couple, was it yesterday? Yeah, whenever, it was. whenever it was. I read it today. That's all that matters. All right. Thanks for being on top. I'm not an analytics guy, but I am when it comes to Kelly Olynyk's hair. <laughs> and I have to say, when his hair is in a bun, the, num- a the numbers are startling. The difference is startling. If I ever see Kelly Olynyk with his hair touching his shoulders again, I'm, I'm gonna go nuts. I mean, I don't want to ever see the guy without a man bun for the rest of my what, life. What's funny is like he starts. So the, uh, I wrote that article, and they were playing Dallas that night, and I started getting texts from people in Dallas. Like the radio announcer was like, "He's he's warming up in a headband. <laughs> like they they have a chance tonight." I'm like, "No, man, he's baiting, switching you. Like he wants you to think." He's yeah. Out. And then he comes out, and, and his new thing is he comes out pregame, and it's like wet or so. Oh yeah, and it's like he throws it he's keeping everybody guessing. That. Right. Like you can't, you gotta keep people guessing. Because if if he comes out, if they think he's going no man bun, they're not even gonna put him on. Exactly. They're not even going to put him on the scouting report. He's not even on the scouting report. And if he comes out man or if he switches at halftime, that would be bananas. If he did that, all of a sudden you've got, you know, Michael Jordan reincarnation. <laughs> do, you have, do, you have, do you know the, like, the point differential at the top of your head? I know. Yeah, it's, so it, I think it was like 10.5 points with the bun and 5.1. Without it, which isn't like, I mean, still, it's double. It's like, double. And is, the plus minus was startling. Exactly. Plus 76, minus 53, something like that. Yeah. That's, the, the, to me, the efficiency thing is the crazy part is like he shoots 50% with the bun. 30% without it. <laughs> These it's are like, real numbers, folks. I, I will say, he was great about it because I, sh- I I actually wrote it down like in crayon. Like, it looked like my kid wrote it out. I was like, hey, Kelly, can you show me these numbers? And he's like, really? And he hasn't gone to headband since then. So uh, I, I, I As like he shouldn't. I, but he, he eventually is going to hit a funk and he's going to have to switch it up. Right, okay. But maybe he'll bust something new out and maybe I'll have to create a new column. Like, these guys are all, like, I, making me work. Like, Brad going with a bow tie has thrown my, my neckwear stats into flux. Got Marcus coming out with braids. You have such a beautiful mind. I can just picture, like, your chalkboard at your house where it's just like, it makes no sense. <laughs> he didn't wear the man bun and last night. like, drawings of man buns and, like, ties. Like, <laughs> if they do not go, like, here's the, the secret to playoff success. You want to be Cleveland? Kelly wears a man bun. Brad wears a tie. 
Uh, Jonas gets rid of this mass, which is clearly affecting his play. Yeah. Uh, his and structure doesn't mean Is there a headband on or off with somebody that we should so, worry oh, about? So that's the other thing. So if, if, and this is the only one I track with, with and with. If Brad has a tie, so Brad is like 21 and 6 with a tie. That, Kelly gotta have tie Brad. Kelly is like 20 and 11 or 21 and 11 with the bun. But when the two superpowers are combined, oh my god, it's like 20 and six. Wow. So okay, yeah, and I mean, they can't wear those cursed black. That's first place uniforms in the playoffs. Those things are, are cursed. No, I. So the we Celtics. We need Chris Sale to make an appearance at one of these games right. and cut them all up. <laughs> yeah. So please. So the Celtics are basically the Warriors when Brad is fully clothed and Kelly is fully done up. Someone had a great thing online. They were, I was like, I can't understand why. Like the, the man bun thing, I can kind of understand. Like maybe there's something about the hair coming in your face and how he feels. Right. But like the tie thing, like why does that make any sense? Like does Brad coach better when he has a tie? I think he's just more professional. He's more in the zone. No. So, so, so <laughs> someone brought this up. Someone said the players respect him more. Okay. It's like, hey, oh, there's a, a dude with well, a tie. I'm that dude knows what he's talking I'm about. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm a schmuck right now. You're like, I'm an absolute schmuck right now. Wednesday. Yeah, casual Wednesday. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm wearing. Wednesday. I don't wear But the Celtics, they actually, I haven't worn a tie that often this year, and they're doing pretty well. So I almost, I'm doing it kind of for the Celtics at this point. One tie. Everybody knows the rules. One tie. <laughs> Wait, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. We were discussing ESPN. Before we finish an article, look that up. Just very quickly, we were discussing who should have made the All Star team instead of Carmelo Anthony. I want your <laughs> anybody. Like any Kelly warm. in a man bun, I assume. Uh, though, I mean, like that would be great. Man bun I, Kelly. I, you know, I do think it would have been cool if the Celtics got a second person just based on uh, the fact that they're number two team in, in right. the East. But like, Raptors have two. Does, Cavs had three. Yeah, but like, does 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 Hor has Horford's play been enough? Like, you can make the case that Isaiah isn't putting up the gaudy numbers he does if without Al out there. But like he didn't sure. do it last season. There's a difference. You know, he spreads the floor. He makes things easier for Isaiah. But, uh, you know, I wish we had gotten another month of Marcus Smart. I was just going to say that. And then we Marcus him. Smart with the late charge. Like, I would, I would throw him in there. Oh, he would make things interesting. He would bring defense back to that game. How awesome would that be? You know, like, that, that, what was it against Ooh. the Nets last year where he dove on the floor to steal the ball that when he was doing walking the dog up the floor? <laughs> yeah, Marcus yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy and just, like, tackle somebody. He would not make many friends during that game, I don't think. Commit a flagrant two to stop a fast break. Yeah, and whatever he's like, do. the first ever ejection. Le- like, LeBron would legitimately not be able to be on the court at the same time because he would probably hurt his own team. <laughs> Sounds love like it. we got a ringer in I there to it. take care of things. Uh, Get out I, of here, I actually Chris. think Mello is the right pick. A lot of drama involved. Love it. See you, buddy. Well, that's it. That's exactly how the show is supposed to go. So for, yeah. <laughs> for Jimmy, I'm Jared. By the way, my vote was for Bradley Beal to make the All-Star team. Real quick, uh, why? Because, I mean, like I said in the first take that we had to delete uh, oh. before the lights went out again, uh, Bradley yeah. Beal has been have really team. almost as effective as John Wall has this year. Obviously, I do feel, and I think most people feel, that John Wall is the guy on the team. It's kind of like the dynamic they have in Toronto. Well, even though DeMar DeRozan's the big-time scorer, if you watch that team, you'll see that Kyle Lowry really is the guy that makes that team win. And I think Brad, it's not the same thing in, in Washington necessarily, but Bradley Beal deserves an incredible amount of credit for the way that they're playing. His game has elevated to an all-star level in the last month and a half wow, and they blah, have gotten blah, to that level. Blah. Boring so, pick. That would pick. You know how many you know how many extra people would tune in and watch Bradley Beal? Like 10. 5. The mellow pick is a business move by the NBA. Yep. I love it. it. It brings drama, it brings intrigue, it adds a whole extra dimension because he's been linked to some Celtics rumors and now Brad Stevens will be coaching him over the weekend and Isaiah Thomas, who knows, maybe he's chirping in his ear. Not saying he is, not saying he isn't. He's not a guy that's trying to actively have players on his team get traded, but he's always trying to improve the team. I think it's just another storyline that we can all be interested in. Bradley Beal, 
having a great run with the Wizards, but I mean, let's be real. A national on a national level, that's that's a snoozer. And for the record, Jabari Parker or Joel Embiid would have been the one that got it if those guys were healthy. Yeah. But obviously, Parker is not going to be playing this year, so that's not going to happen. And you know, the one silver lining in the situation is that uh, Brad Stevens will get a chance to coach Jimmy Butler and Carmelo Anthony this week. It's going to be nuts. And he'll get a chance to get up close and talk to them as much as he wants about whatever he wants. I'm not really sure that tampering really applies if you are coaching Listen, the guy he, technically for that day. He's just going to do his thing. Yeah. He's going to just lead he's by gonna, example. The talking he'll, circles around. Let Isaiah do all phrasing. the talking. That's let Isaiah exactly. do all the talking and let Brad Stevens do all the walking. Well, it worked on Al Horford. Let's see who it works on this time around. Maybe Giannis. That would be an interesting one, right? That'd be ideal. Celtics have to trade That'd every single thing they ideal. possibly own and sell them the building for free <laughs> to get Giannis. So that'll do it for us on the Garden Report. We will see you after the All-Star break. We will miss you. You might miss us, so you can follow this guy on... Twitter, Jimmy underscore Toscano. And me, at Jared Weiss Instagram, Jimmy Zooms. That's right, (laughs) Jimmy Zooms. I'm Jared Weiss NBA no matter what, except for my Snapchat, but you don't get to see that stuff. So, I will see you after the All-Star break. Don't forget, ZipRecruiter.com slash SportsFan, BlueApron.com slash GardenReport. Please go there and use those because it allows us to keep the lights on when the Celtics lights goes off. It allows us yeah. to be able to get people like Chris Forsberg to invade our show because that they know that we got sponsors and therefore we're pretty great, good at yeah. what we do. And it allowed us to buy these little mic flags here. It, al- it allows us to give you good ta- content, to be able to travel to go to the Summer League, which is something we're working on, give you good content for soundtrack, to be for licensing rights you for the Jimmy the Hump. Right Okay, well, I guess that's going to be it. We'll see you (laughs) after the Oscars here on the Garden Report postgame show on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. What's going on, guys? It's Jimmy Toscano from the Garden Report, and I have one question for you. Are you hiring? No, I'm not looking for a job. But do you know where to post your jobs to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates these days. There's too many joke artists around there wasting your time with interviews. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your jobs on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with one single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide just once You have to post, and you'll watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SportsFan. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash SportsFan. How do you look to manage Jalil's minutes tonight? I'll bring him in behind Nerlens, and he'll come off a bench, and uh, we'll play him as if he has been with us for a while. You know, I see it. I see it um, cleanly, uh, where he will come in and uh, grab that backup five spot behind Nerlens. Nerlens has been with you since day one. What has he brought to your club, Brett, beyond just the numbers? I mean, he came in, and from the beginning, he and I were able to spend a lot of time with each other because of the injury, and so for me. It was a wonderful opportunity just to get to know him where we, we rebuilt his shot. Like, I wouldn't let him touch the ball with his left hand. 
he shot one-handed shots for, for, for I think five months, four and a half months. Think of that. And it was it was it was fun. Like I have a 12-year-old son. I'm the son of a coach. You know, rarely in the NBA do you get that opportunity to take somebody and rebuild something. And with Nerlens, it was a chance to to do that with his shot, to get to know him, spend time with him. And so I've seen him grow over that period of time that you're speaking of. And, uh, you know, he's he's got a kind heart. When you talk to him, you all will feel and see what I do. Uh, and he is an A-plus elite athlete. He really can be a game-changer defensively. And so you've seen, you know, the person, you've seen his shot, you've seen what he does, defend and, you know, block shots, that stuff, grow. But he has been with me from uh, from day one. When you look at um, John, and you think of the stuff that he's going through, but you also think of the way he's carrying himself about is it kind of, you have to, like, root for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it do. It may not happen for you here, but I just wish you the best of luck in everything you do and hope that you're successful. He, that is right. And and because because he, he, he lets me coach him and he, he lets me communicate freely with him. And, you know, by doing that, you don't fear the repercussions are, are dramatic for him and the team that you coexist amongst trade rumors, amongst injuries, amongst whatever. And he, he also, and you'll see it when you speak to him, he's a good person. He really is a good person. And he's only 21, and he's Jaleel Okafor, and his body of work is well-documented, and he can play. And he always needs to be reminded of that. Tell him, I tell him all the time, go read your resume. you got a lot to offer. And while he is here, I will coach him, and I will double down and coach him harder. But I have a soft spot for Julio Okafor in a respect because I've seen how he's handled this that's greater than it was when I first had him. And uh, I think it's a statement about him as a person uh, that we're all seeing. On the court, as you guys go to the break, are you ahead of where you expect it to be, around the same point? How would you compare it to expectations? Um, I, and I, I really mean this. You, you won't believe me, but I really do mean this. I, I feel that the win total and, you know, things that we did in January aren't the thing that I think of first when, I, when you ask that question. I feel good about how we do our job. I feel good that my assistants are, are good people that do good jobs, that are in the lanes and have the responsibilities and roles. You talk lots about players knowing their role. My assistants know their roles, and I coach my assistants hard, and I expect a lot from them. And they've been with me now for a while. And so the, the, the foundation of how we do our job, I feel really confident about. I feel good about that. And then the byproduct has been, well, our guys are getting better. They're improving. And, you know, our team is reaping the benefit, benefit of that because the, the individuals, the pieces that the foundation is producing is improving. And so the end result is we win more. And, uh, you know, I think that when you ask that question, for me, it goes to, to how do we do our work way more than a quantity of wins. Brett, beyond, that, beyond Isaiah Thomas, how do you approach the Celtics? They really can score. They really, really can score. 
And, you know, the last two times we've played them with 30 seconds left, it was, you know, 100 to 100, one of the games. And it's 102 to 100, you know, the other game. And we're there at the end. Um, the, 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 the good news, as I said to the people this morning, is I feel like we are playing good basketball right now. Uh, the bad news is they are playing as good a basketball as I've seen them play uh, in a while because they just, I feel, are firing on all cylinders with just firepower. You know, Isaiah Thomas, what he is doing um, to the NBA and the volume of points that he scores and what he does in fourth periods and what he does, you know, in back-to-back games, what he does. We haven't checked on what he does at the first start of a back-to-back. We haven't looked at that. But you look at what he's doing to the league now and, you know, he's an all-star for a reason. And so I know you asked apart from Isaiah, but you can't help but talk about him and the firepower that they have collectively when you talk about how do you try to give yourself a chance to win. You have to find ways to defend them, and they're really hard to do that. Another question about Isaiah Thomas. is: Last year he was an all-star. This year, are you surprised that he's become one of the leading scorers in the entire league? I mean, he's so... He's so... Um, you know, unassuming physically. And so, like, you look at him, and it's not like you're looking at LeBron or, you know, somebody that's tall and, you know, all cut up. He, he's very sort of unassuming when you just look at him on a court. And then all of a sudden you start studying him and his ability to, I think, control speeds. You know, he can go from 80 to 100, back down to 40, back to 90. He really can get you off balance and create separation. And that, because he can shoot, you know, now lets him dance and get to the rim and, you know, take a hit and finish. And there's sort of a, there's a toughness in him that, that, that you, you may not think if you just saw him, you know, warming up or just looked at him. And so his growth, you know, in our league and what he's done for this program, you know, you really step back and have tremendous respect for what he's doing. Coach, uh, you mentioned about how the Celtics can score. How many <clears throat> From what you saw of them last year to this year, do you think Al Horford means that even if he's not the one who's doing the score? You can't even put a, a price tag on that. You know, he was coached by a close friend of mine in Atlanta for a while. And there is a, I mean, if you just go to the person and there's a veteran class and there's an elite, you know, mind, basketball mind, and then you can start talking about his actual game. And so what he does to a locker room, what he does from an experience perspective, then you take the unusual skill package he has where he can bring you out, you know, he can stretch the court. Even when you study the last time that we played here, you know, Joel gets sucked in on a drive and they kick it to Al in the corner, you know, for a three. That's an unusual matchup for a seven foot two center. And I think that, that Brad does a really good job, a creative job on using like a Linux and, 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 and Horford especially with how they can stretch the floor and Amir, letting Amir shoot corner threes. 
and and you know kind of all over the place off the court locker room stuff on the court i think it's a, just a sensational acquisition and piece that they have made to legitimately look at them now you know as one of the elite teams in the east it's a, it's a it's a wonderful building block for sure. So three guys uh, going to the Rising Stars Challenge. You think Joel's not playing? Does that say something about what you think the, the caliber of the team's nucleus of right now? And I'm so disappointed that TJ's not in it. I think it's so unfair. It's uh, yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. Uh, you know, we aspire for more. We hope to put some people in in the in the varsity game at some point. Um, but it is a statement, you know, of where we're at. How can we not be proud of that? Um, I feel like, you know, we're a few years away from, you know, hopefully having, you know, more representatives in that game. But um, as far as a statement to our guys' development and, and what we have in the program, I'm proud of our guys for going down to uh, New Orleans and representing our program uh, in that game. Brett, I'm sorry. This is the news. What's the latest on Ben Simmons? And are you guys still hopeful that he will be able to play at some point this season? We are. Um, he's he's progressing fine. Um, I've mentioned to to a lot of people there's sort of a three prong program in intact where we're trying to rebuild this shot a little bit like the Nerlens thing that I spoke of earlier. We spent a lot of time with uh, with him in a classroom type atmosphere with me. You know, going through like a John Gruden NFL quarterback reads, and like I give him the clicker and the tape, and we say it's fun. It's like, what do you see? You know, my my ambition is is to try to give him the ball and see if he actually can be a point guard. And um, you know, that's a heck of a statement, but I feel like why not? You know, we are still in that that experimental type stages. And then the final piece is his his recovery with physiotherapy, etc. And so he's doing well. Um, we do expect him to to play this year. It is our expectation that he will get on a court. Uh, it's moving slowly. It's calculated. We're trying to be very careful. And I feel like after the All-Star break, when he's got a chance to begin um, practicing with us and start playing against actual defensive people and him guarding, that we will better judge on when that time frame is. But I think that the, the path right now is solid. Thank you. Obviously, turnovers were a big issue in the in the game. I, down the stretch, I guess you stopped turning the ball over. Yeah, I mean, what did we end up with? Twenty-two turnovers. I mean, they're they're one of the best in the league at turning people over. They've been particularly effective against us. Um, Noel is so active on all of his plays defensively. I don't know how many steals he had, but it felt like he had a ton. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I thought, like, McConnell was really into the ball. Everybody was – they make it tough on us to execute. And um, if you don't drive the ball and get a paint touch, you're probably going to struggle against those guys. We were fortunate enough to score or shoot it well enough to be in the game. Um, and then we played better defense in the second half. Coach, um, obviously Isaiah in the fourth quarter, but you talk a lot about him reading and making the right basketball play. Was this – what he did tonight, he was missing from outside and he took the ball to the basket. Yeah, he had to take the ball to the basket and he made the right kickouts. I mean, those those kickouts to the opposite corner and opposite wing, you know, when Noel, again, is flying at you or what you got to do. And um, I thought he did a good job. I thought Smart was fantastic. I thought Smart was a, um, has really strung a bunch of games together here. But, um, you know, made big shots, made timely shots, but then defensively was terrific.
Speaking of Marcus, is there a way to kind of, I mean, the numbers tonight talked about what kind of a game he had, but it seems like he's taken a, a giant step forward. The he's, he's, he's moved. I think, I think the last couple of weeks have been some of his best basketball, um, and we needed it. You know, we're down a couple of bodies, and, um, you know, he is playing at a, at a high level on both ends of the floor. Is that just a, a case where things all of a sudden start coming together for a guy, the pieces of his game start fitting? Um, yeah, yeah, that might be. I mean, I think the the um, ankle sprain at the start of the year was kind of an unfortunate kickoff to the year. It set you back a little bit. And then, you know, um, in the last few weeks, I just think like he's really found a rhythm and a groove. And, and um, it started on the defensive end with um, – you know, guarding at a really high level. I think he's guarding even better than he did at the start of the year. And um, he's been good. You know, we need him to. Again, we, you know, we're with down Jalen and down Avery. You got you to gotta have those perimeter defenders step up for you. Brad, um, Isaiah tied Havlicek's mark for this uh, 40th consecutive 20-point game. Just... How valuable has his consistency been this season? Yeah, I mean, I think that's when you know you're getting 20-plus points from a guy on a given night, it's a pretty special trait. It's pretty special to know that. Um, he's been amazing with his consistency regardless of um, how he feels, regardless of, um, you know, little nicks and bruises and, and, and everything else. He just kind of keeps going and he's a he's a tough guy he's a tough-minded guy and his consistency has been impressive and I think you know consistency and being able to do it every night is what separates right the the guys that um you know obviously you mentioned Havlicek but um the great ones Brian did you expect tonight to be kind of ragged given yep. I mean so <laughs> thank you how do you? Um... I told our guys to stay on Central Time, and we started about an hour late. Started playing about an hour late. How do you, when you know it's going to be ragged, and you know the guys are going to be making mistakes, do you approach it differently? No, I mean demeanor-wise, than if if it was the guys are fresh. No, um, you know I thought I, obviously I, you could feel in the first three possessions that it wasn't going to be. Um, all that crisp right out of the gate. Um, you know, you're hopeful that the next three aren't as bad as they were, but the, but after that, um, we settled down on offense. We didn't guard until the third quarter. Um, but you have to you have to grind some out. You have to figure out a way to get some. And um, you know, I really did tell a couple of those guys. You know, the best thing for your body clock is stay on Central Time because like we were in Dallas for three days. We had gradually made our bit way back east. We're going right back to Chicago tonight, and so it made total sense. Um, I think that uh, it's just the way it goes, you know, and you, you just you get ready for each game. You put everything into it, and then you figure it out, figure out a way to be successful, and you move on. And uh, Carmelo Anthony was named to the All-Star team. Oh, is that right? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, replaced Kevin Love, so you'll be coaching LeBron and Butler and Carmelo. Is that, I mean, how do you approach that assignment when you've got – basically the, some of the world's best players in your locker room for a couple of days? I mean, it's that game is for the players. Um, you know, coaches get a good seat. That's the way I look at it.
James Young played some big minutes down the stretch. What did you think of his game tonight, and what did he do to earn those minutes? Well, we had to. I felt like we were when we were double bigs. It was hard for us to guard Saric um, with the way he was driving the ball. They were gonna go small late or have him at the four, so we wanted to get Jay Crowder matched up on him. So it was a matter of who I felt like was playing best um, from our other perimeters off the bench. And um, with James's length and with what he did in the third quarter, I felt like he was the best option. Coach, you mentioned um, that you believe Marcus is playing even better defense now than he did at the beginning of the season, which is really saying something. In what areas is he taking it to even a higher level than he had been at the start of the season? Well, I just think he looks like he's um, hes obviously always been able to guard a number of positions, but I think he's able to do it longer. I think he's really um, been, been really consistent defensively here in this stretch. Brad, with it being 61-61 at halftime, and you even said that you really didn't start guarding until second half, curious to get your read on whether or not at this point of the season you think about the way you guys are playing will translate to the playoffs. Or how it we guarded really well the last, you know, eight or nine games. So um, I, I didn't. I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about a half. I feel like structurally we're in much better shape in how we're playing. I think when we get healthy, I think we'll we'll be better defensively. Um, but I also realize that you know you can't play that way and expect to win. We shot it well enough to keep ourselves in the game, and um, you know. But obviously, you can't have halves like that very often. Marcus, you felt that over the last few weeks that the game has kind of taken uh, almost that next step to kind of a, the next level that you can perform? Um, I, think it, I think it has. Um, you know, I've just been really trying to uh, elevate my game, you know, especially, you know, uh, going into the second half, trying to keep the moment alive. You seem to, uh, you seem to be giving into the ball a lot more. I mean, you know, the stars this one comes down but much more you just seeing the ball in that situation you just find it to a lot more, actually. You know, uh, my, one of my best attributes on the defensive end is actually pressuring people. I can use my size to my advantage and, uh, you know, really create chaos for them. And uh, it worked tonight. Marcus, was that sort of strict stuff on the scouts? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, I just saw the ball and I went after the ball. And he just happened to be in the way of it. <laughs> hey, Marcus, there's nothing you've done the last two weeks that you haven't done before. In terms of individual things, is it just a matter of stuff coming together for you? Or all of a sudden, it's, you know, all the different, all the different pieces. Um, I, I could say that. I definitely say that. You know. Uh, over the last p- past weeks, everything's been one. You know, it's usually you see a glimpse of this one game, then a glimpse of this another game. But everything is coming together, and each game together all to one. So, definitely. Is this the most comfortable you've been in a Celtics uniform? Just is that what it is? Is it comfort? Is it what's kind of what it led to you, know, you clicking here? It is. This is. I, I can. I can honestly say it's the most comfortable I have been in a Celtics uniform, and uh, it feels good not only for myself but to be able to contribute to this team in, in other ways. And <clears throat> excuse me, and things like this. So it's. Definitely something that I, I, I'm going to continue to try to keep going. Did you kind of just find your, you know, identity as an intangible type player, and then the scoring and everything? Did you put, in other words, you put too much pressure at times on yourself to score, and now that's just kind of coming with you being comfortable? Yeah, I have. You know, 
first, my first two years, I used to watch people saying I couldn't score, so I would try to prove them wrong. Now it's just kind of like I, I know what I can do. I know I can score the ball. Uh, just kind of let it come to me. You know, that, those, those things are going to come, especially, you know, the way teams are guarding IT, Al, and things like that. Really not leaving Jay because he's shooting really good from the field. So I'm going to get my time, get my shots. So just got to knock that. Marcus, I know that you're just kind of focusing on this team's focusing on each game as it comes, but the importance of finishing off with the win tomorrow night before you guys head to All-Star break. It's, it's, it's tremendous important for us because it's just the momentum factor of us. We, we want to take that momentum once All-Star break and, and coming back and keep it alive and, you know, um, you know, things, the pressure is on. Uh, once All-Star break is over, you know, things start, every loss, every win starts adding up for guys. So, you know, being able to, to get a win like this, uh, finishing out the first half of the season would be great for us. Marcus, this was uh, this was his 40th straight 20-point game as a franchise. What's, uh, what's the value of having a guy with such consistency like that? Uh, it's, it's incredible. You know, I talk about it all the time. We talk about it, the size of it the size of that guy and the things that he can do, you know, you just sit back and you want to enjoy it, enjoy the view, but, you know, um, he puts in the work and he deserves it. So, you know, to be able to have a guy on your team like that is only coming once in a generation. Marcus, it seemed like tonight this was kind of a ragged, you guys coming back from the road, but you've seen the kind of spark the team, you weren't, the effort wasn't going to relent as much as, you know, maybe... And the guys were kind of ragged. And did you sense that the guys needed kind of a pick me up when you guys were tired? Uh, yeah, we all did. You know, including uh, myself. At sometimes, you know, I call myself, you know, not getting back on the defensive end, and getting burnt. Uh, it's not not like me. Uh, but you got to give all that credit to Philly. You know, they came out right the gate strong. You know, and that's what they've been doing over the last couple weeks, turning guys over and really, you know, creating offense for the sales off their defense. So you got to give credit to them. But I think we did a good job of sustaining it and coming to the second half and, and handling the pressure and, and doing what we're supposed to do. You found your niche here, I mean, just in terms of your role and, and, and you seem to be flourishing at exactly what Brad wants you to do. I think I have, you know, Brad and his coaching staff gives you. Everybody on the team so much, you know, uh, leeway and opportunity to, to do what we want and, and to get the job done. However, we got to get the job done. And when you have a coach like that, you know, staff like that, giving you that comfortability, you feel good and you just go out there and things start clicking. Isaiah, you have a chance to have the highest scoring average in any Celtic ever, passing Larry Bird. What would that, have you thought much about that and what would that mean to you? Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, but it, I mean, it would mean it would mean a lot, especially with the such great players that played before me. But I mean, I'm not aiming for it. It's just if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'll be. All right. How about leading the league in scoring, catching Russell Westbrook? Yeah, that's a goal. Yeah, you think you can do that? Mm-hmm. I think I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident I can. I mean, but like I said, I'm not chasing that. But I mean. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. You, you tied Pavlicek's mark tonight for most uh, consecutive point games at the 40th. I mean, what's it like to see him here with all these legends? Um, I always say it. I mean, it doesn't seem real. I mean, for my name to be mentioned with, with such greats and Hall of Famers, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like it should be like that. But um, it means I'm doing something well, and uh, I'm just glad we're winning on, on top of I mean, being mentioned with all these great players. And, and this, I mean, this record, does that I mean extra to you just because it, it displays your consistency? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I just 
try to come in and do my job and be consistent as possible. I think that's what I've tried to do my whole career, be a consistent basketball player, and you know what you're going to get out of me. So I'm just trying to keep that going and I'm trying to win at the same time we, um, with all these records you guys talk about. <laughs> Isaiah, what about just the consistency of the team right now with this winning streak you're putting together? Brown you know, said you guys are really firing on all cylinders right now. We're playing really well. We didn't play that well in the first half today. I mean, offensively we did, but defensively we we didn't play like we wanted to. But we showed we, what we can do in that third and fourth quarter, and um, we're feeling we're feeling good about ourselves. But we're we're nowhere near where we want to be, and we're moving in that direction. And tomorrow's a huge game for us, especially going to All Stars. Hopefully, we can get one out of Chicago. He's just a monster on that end. I mean, you you put him on a point guard, he's going to slow the point guard down. You put him on a power forward, he's going to do everything he can to slow the power forward down. So he's, I always say he's he's got tools you can't teach. And um, he showed everything he had tonight, and we needed that. Obviously, Isaiah, with another game tomorrow in Chicago, um, just how would you assess where this team is at right now heading into the break? Um, I mean, we're confident. We're, we're at a, a good, a good um, mindset-wise, we're at a good place right now. But we know how important tomorrow's game is to, to end the first half of the season and going to all-star break on, on, a, on a high level. And we need to take care of business. So that's all we're worried about right now. But... Um, we're, I mean, we're, we're in a good place mentally and physically. Just this team's success on the second night of back-to-backs and also your performances individually on the second night of back-to-backs. <laughs> uh, our team is just locks in. Uh, we don't worry about being tired and making excuses. Um, ever since I've been here, we've been a pretty good team on back-to-backs. And that just says a lot about who we are mentally and physically. So. Um, I'm going to try to go out and do my job the best I can, and I know my guys are going to be there to help me. Raptors made a move batting Obaka, obviously, yesterday. You guys have won 11-12, though. Do you kind of like what you guys have now, or would you like to see Danny kind of do something coming into next week? Um, that's whatever he wants to do. I know if he does it, it's going to be a decision to make the team better, but I'm fine with the guys we have now.